Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John Boy the Great. It's John Boy the Great. John Boy the Great. John Boy the Great. No judgment. No judgment podcast. Badass podcast. And no judgment podcast. And the no judgment podcast. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody, to the No Judgment Podcast. I'm your host, John Boy the Great. Today, I got another interesting guest, as always. This man goes by the name Paul Strongbear. This man has made impacts in individual lives, my life as well. This guy literally came from nothing, taught himself how to do everything that he could possibly do in the best way he can. He taught people how to invest, not just into crypto, but into their health. My friend, Paul, give it up, my man. What up, what up, what up, what up, party people? <laughs> I'm so glad to have you on my podcast. I've been waiting a long time for you to say, all right, I'm coming over. We finally did it. Um, I mean, God damn, it's been months. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been, it's been a minute. A minute. Um, so let's uh, let's start off by by your investment in crypto. For me, I think that's a very... I, I, I'm all about crypto. I love crypto. You know that. But you came in the game later than I did and just went freaking Dr. Strange and dove down the rabbit hole and right. surpassed me. So tell me how you got into crypto. So uh, oddly enough, uh, it was a conversation, uh, as you know, well, for the audience out there, I used to be a personal trainer and I was a gym owner of a local gym in Lopitas, California. And uh, two of my cohorts were talking uh, about making money, and they said, "Oh yeah, I just uh, just I just flipped some XRP," and I said, "You flipped some what?" And I had I thought maybe they were talking about stocks, and then they said cryptocurrency, and it just rang in my ears, and I was because I had never heard the term before, and I was like, "Oh uh, okay," and then I just basically took that, and I went home and I googled, and then I started researching, of course. Um, the first and foremost is Bitcoin, and then you kind of just, you either take the time to learn, I mean, it's just like anything. But for me, because there was a chance uh, for money to be made, and I was working as a trainer in a struggling gym, as a single parent, uh, I wanted to know if I could have this as a side hustle. And that was February of 2018. And I've spent no less than, no less than five hours daily 
reading articles, watching videos, uh, reading white papers on different projects, and totally immersing myself in uh, just getting uh, is 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 uh, comfortable in the space uh, because the barrier to entry isn't easy. Um, it's easier now yeah. um, with technology and, and apps and stuff, um, but in the next couple years, people will be using cryptocurrency and not know, and that's when yeah. you know because it's, it's still immersed. not mainstream. Yeah, it's fully it's still, immersed. It's still not mainstream. It's it's. Still being called a speculative, a speculative investment. How, when the federal, the Federal Reserve got involved, <laughs> it was not speculation anymore. Well, and see, the thing is, uh, the government doesn't want anybody to win, yeah. which is why the school system is the way it is. Nobody's got, nobody has taught how to balance a checkbook or manage their credit score or how to invest money. Yeah. Everybody's taught from the 1950s on to be a worker bee and to just basically do as you're told. Take a break when you're, you're told, get used to being on this system, get used to sitting down and just listen. Don't think outside of what we tell you. And that's basically what TV is. And, and to me, uh, unplugging from the Matrix, and I like to use that term, uh, because initially when I saw the Matrix, I was in my, probably my late 20s. I don't remember what year it came out, but... <clears throat> I thought the Matrix was about uh, women being the dominant species and us being harvested by women <laughs> in the future. I was like, that makes sense. So I was like, women have a higher pain threshold. I was like, with no women, there are no species. I was like, we're gonna get liquefied into into well, I mean, into mangu. It's yeah, suffice to say. But yeah. uh, then I realized. Uh, so 2018, February, I got into crypto, I started learning, 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 and my first conference I went to was actually called Anarcapuco in Acapulco, Mexico. Hmm. Now, uh, it was thrown by a bunch of um, expats, um, expatriates, and basically uh, anarchists. Hmm. Now, people know the definition of anarchy as destruction and chaos, and it's not. It just means uh, I want to rule myself. You know, I don't want to live under government rule, or and basically anybody telling me what to do, which is how I think society should be, yeah. right? Um, nobody should tell you whether you want to get a vaccination or not, or a jab. Sorry, I don't think it's gonna get hit or struck, but <laughs> nobody should tell you what medicine you should and shouldn't take. Absolutely, definitely not a government. Definitely not a government. Yeah. And if they're pushing for something hard then it's because there's money to be made, okay. right? Obviously. And usually whatever they tell you, it's the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. um, now, whether you're listening to this and you're vaccinated or not, I want everybody to be well and it understand. It's your choice. Yeah, and it, it should be your choice no matter what it comes down to uh, because I even equated it to as a government rape of your body medically. Because who, I have a medical condition. I have, I was born with a heart murmur, I was born deaf, and I was born with asthma. And I had allergies that were so bad that uh, I had, um, most of my childhood is uh, from hospitals and spending birthdays in hospitals. And so for me, um, everybody should have body autonomy. 
you know? Yeah. If you want to chip yourself, like, I would love to chip myself Jank. with uh, Elon Musk's fucking next Neuralink. level AI. Neuralink. Neuralink. Yeah. Just for a second. But I would I'd watch the beta be, test first. I would want to, I would beta test that shit. God, I would sign myself watch up. Watch break your head, bro. <laughs> I would sign myself up for that. Elon, if you're out there and you're listening, Mr. <laughs> Musk, Brother Musk, um, <laughs> I've only had like half a beer, but this is just literally like my first meal. Uh, so, uh, we'll get back to it. I'm just gonna rent. This is probably gonna be longer than two hours. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, I'm on, uh, coming off of a, a fast. So I recommend everybody out there, um, if you want to get your health in, in check, it doesn't matter, uh, if you like to eat a lot or you like to eat a little bit, you gotta pick one, okay? Uh, you can't eat a little bit one day and then eat a lot the next day. If you like to eat a lot, then break up your meals into five or six different, five to eight if you want, if you want to eat a lot. I eat two meals a day. Uh, I go by the 8-16 rule. I wake up, I don't eat until I'm actually hungry because um, it's good for us to let our bodies go without so we understand when we're actually hungry or if we're bored or we're thirsty or dehydrated or what else. So I actually wait until my stomach growls before I actually think about food. Uh, now most people say, well, isn't breakfast the most important meal of the day? I was like, well, yeah, but when is your breakfast? Your that breakfast was... is when you break your fast. So my breakfast just happened uh, at five, uh, about five o'clock, quarter before five, uh, 4.45 for those of you that can't tell word time, uh, 4.45 and I woke up at 10 a.m. Now I usually stay up until about four or five in the morning just because I like working. Uh, so I mentioned I was into crypto, so after hours, after 11.30, my phone basically stops getting text messages and calls, right? <laughs> That's when I dive into the interwebs, I put my Neo headset on, I put my long black trench coat, um, I usually put a black um, velvet <laughs> thong on, um, just so I can get the most production out of my time in that, in that time frame, right? Because when I'm feeling sexy, that's when I learn the most, right. you know, I feel like I absorb the most energy. Um, and so, my, but having unplugged myself from the matrix, I uh, don't work anymore as a trainer. Uh, all I do is invest in crypto and I, I focus on passive income in crypto and early entry into projects. Mm. Now, when people think about Chris, cri crypto as risky, those same people that tell me that crypto is risky have other people managing their money for them. <laughs> and to me, having somebody that doesn't get paid by how much money they make you, they only get paid by moving your money around. Most people don't know that. Unless you have a fiduciary investor, which my company that I will start in the not so near distant future, way my company is gonna work uh, is going to be I will manage people's money for them and I will not take any profit or payment until I've 10x their money. A thousand times, a thousand percent increase on their money and I don't make any money unless I do that. That's and if it takes three or four years, even if it takes four years, now it's not gonna take that long, I usually do it in about 18 months, <laughs> but if it takes four years, that's still an average of 250% gain year in year out yeah the S&P at best let's be generous with the S&P say the S&P does 35% annually which it doesn't let's say it does 50% I'm still gonna beat that by 200% and I can say that confidently because it's not hard in crypto yeah now now in 2018 
Uh, and this is where the lesson comes in, kid. Message! In 2018, I was losing money left and right. I didn't know if I was holding my mouse in my hand or my balls in my hand because I literally would click and buy and sell and it was so exciting. But I would literally came into the market at the end of a bull run. And they had just had, Bitcoin had had its high of $20,000 in the end of 2017 and then started to retrace. Now, nothing goes up parabolically and stays there. There's always gonna be retracements. So for those people out there that are listening to this and be like, crypto is dead, Bitcoin is dead, Ethereum is dead, no, it's not. Uh, in my personal opinion, Bitcoin was made uh, as a co-op in between uh, government entities, uh, in my personal opinion. Yeah, as far as uh, conspiracy facts go, because it's not uh, a, uh, what is it, conspiracy theory? It's yeah. not a theory, uh, to me. Uh, just because of the way it came about and the way that um, government hasn't regulated it. If you think about it as every company uh, out there that exists, they have a CEO, they have somebody that's behind that company, right? Someone's pulling those strings. Somebody's pulling the strings. And you know who that somebody is. Mm -hmm. Now, we're moving into a time and a space, and this is where a lot of money is to be made. But again, everybody has to do their due diligence. Because if you don't, it's just as easy to lose your money in crypto as it is to make, excuse me, plenty of money. Um, Bitcoin has gotten a free pass by the powers that be. But nobody knows, apparently, Satoshi Nakamoto is the moniker of the person that created Bitcoin. Nobody knows who this person is, but yet it's being garnered as a investment vehicle by this unknown entity who wrote the code that still holds a million uh, Bitcoin in his wallet, correct? Now, see, he, here's what I don't get. The government in the recent years found a way to trace whose wallet goes to it. But there's two different types of wallets. Mm -hmm. the, 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 what do you call it? The miss, the so you have cold wallets and cold you have wallets. hot wallets. Yeah. So I'm like, it's only going to be a matter of time because you got every nerd working on this shit that eventually we're going to figure out who this guy is. I mean, he's like the... So, yes and no. God, like, God of crypto. You know what I'm saying? No, no but, I, I, disagree, <laughs> I disagree heavily because... Um, but wouldn't that be cool if we knew... For, well, for example, everybody listening to my voice, unless they know me personally, only know me as Paul Strongbear, right? Yeah. And to my to the audience out there listening, that's not my real name, but that's what you're going to know me as. And if I'm a guest on here again, you only know me as that. If anybody out here wants to hire me uh, as an <laughs> investor, then you'll eventually see my face on TV and you'll see my face on uh, Instagram and decentralized uh, social media outlets. So, getting back to uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. So, Satoshi Nakamoto is an anonymous moniker, but when you break down what Satoshi Nakamoto means, it's middle intelligence, or middle, uh, middle smartness, mm -hmm. if you will. Which, if you rearrange those words, you can deduce maybe that's central intelligence. Mm -hmm. Because what, and I know we're not supposed to talk about politics, but <laughs> talk about the government. Because they shit on everybody all the time. We did that so in the first five minutes. Yeah, let, me shit on them, <laughs> let me shit on them real quick. So the government and the agencies are so blatant. They do everything right in public purview. So to me, this is exactly something that they would be arrogant and uh, enough to do where they're saying 
let's name this uh, moniker Satoshi Nakamoto, uh, knowing that it, it translates to, you know, uh, middle intelligence or central intelligence. And then they get other countries because, again, it's not the U.S. against China or the U.S. against Russia or the U.S. against Europe. It's the government against the people. People. Always. It's so always been that way. It doesn't matter. Uh, again, for those of you uh, that cannot picture me, I am a six foot tall, handsome male with <laughs> hair down to the middle of my back. It's silver, silver and black. Uh, I have indigenous blood. Uh, I have very strong cheekbone features in the in, in best lighting uh, or in any lighting. And um, so having indigenous blood and learning the history of how America is founded, if you look at how any country or how any organization comes to power, whether they be mob, and at least the mob has a list of rules that they, they follow and abide by. Governments don't abide by any rules. They keep making up rules and they keep making up laws to take power away from the people exactly. and to segregate and to create hate. So, I am not into any religion, but I believe in people and I believe in love. If you take enough people and you educate them, it doesn't matter whether they're Christian or they're Muslim or they're Hindu or they're Buddhist, it doesn't matter. If your book is holy, it preaches love. Churches don't preach love. Holy books do. But then man is easily corrupt by power and by money. And that's what creates governments. Right? Because if you have a person in a place of power and they can be swayed, all you need is money and then they're easily swayed and then the system is broken. So the only way for us to be under out from the rule of the system is to no longer participate in the system. So I don't pay taxes anymore. I don't work a job. I don't file taxes. And this is another thing. Go visit my buddy at livefreenow.org livefreenow.org his name is Paymon tell him Paul Strongbear sent you I met this gentleman actually at a conference in Brandon, Florida and he basically has all of his videos up on his website if you search um, livefreenow.org um, on YouTube he basically walks you through how to um, legally get yourself out of um, taxes I might have to look into that because I'm facing some shit right now. <laughs> everybody, everybody, essentially, think about this. Uh, just like Russian roulette, okay? Mm -hmm. If you file your taxes, uh, unlike Russian roulette, if you file your taxes, you're being your own hangman. Yeah. You're putting the noose around your neck and you're stepping off of that ledge yourself mm -hmm. by filing because that becomes a legal binding agreement because it says by the penalty of perjury at the top, when you fill out your W-2 or your I-99 or whatever, if you don't report it, then what are they to do? Now, the way you do this legally is you file a petition to get yourself out of Social Security taxes and out of state and federal taxes. Hmm. So when you file that petition, and they walk you through the whole system. Now, you can buy a membership, and they'll, and this is a commercial for Paymon, uh, if you buy a membership, then they back you with lawyers and they give you a million dollar guarantee and say, you know, if anything happens, they represent you in court. Because the crazy thing what people don't know is the IRS is losing funding. 
they put people that are that are high profile in the news about tax evasion. The reason why Trump's taxes were never exposed is probably because he doesn't pay any. Yeah. And then they government the decided the government decided and, and by the way, all of those people out there are like, Well, we need taxes to pay for our schools and our roads. That's where not where your tax money goes. <laughs> your tax money goes to people at the top. Yeah. It's a pyramid system. And we were at the bottom of the pyramid. And we're not even the blocks of the pyramid. We are the sand and the soil and the earth and the dirt. And a lot of people think that dirt is useless, but not when you have a lot of dirt standing together. And then you got the bottom of the bottom feeders, those super mega churches in the south. Those motherfuckers preying on the people yes. who are barely even making ends meet. Yeah. So to me, and again, why I want to do the business the way I want to do it and why I see... Because I believe in a utopian society can exist. Now I don't believe everybody can live there. There's gonna want to. There's gonna be people that want to have a bigger car, that want to have a bigger house. I'm okay living a humble life. I have enough money to buy any kind of car I want, but I drive a 2010, um, smashed rear bumper, <laughs> smashed front bumper, Toyota Highland, uh, Hybrid Highlander. You it is fully loaded, and it is a limited edition. You know, you know where that comes from, right? That's because we're from the hood, and we were taught not to shine. Because well, you attract attention. Well, and see, you, when you've got money, you play broke. That's that's half of the half of it. Half of is it. I used to be hood rich when I was younger. Yeah. And then I never had money to do stuff I wanted to do, though. I had to save up. Now I don't have to save for anything. Yeah. I just have to uh, uh, save my breath. You know, that's all yeah. I need to say because I don't need to, uh, you know, coerce anybody into anything that I'm trying to sell as I have the numbers to prove everything that I'm talking about. Yeah. And then the vehicle thing is because uh, a vehicle is from point A to point B. Exactly. And exactly. I don't need it to be flashy and shiny. Now, having said that, Mr. Musk, I am on the list <laughs> and I'm a little disappointed that I'm not getting my cyber truck this year, <laughs> but I will continue to wait. <laughs> like a stood up prom date on my porch until that car gets delivered, that truck gets delivered to me. Um, but I will start looking at other other electrical trucks if uh, by 2023 uh, we're or if it gets pushed out again and they say it's not gonna be ready till 2024 because my son is gonna be of age and get his nice. license soon and he's getting my beat up bumper. And so just to let you know, I raised my son the right way. I almost want to play an audio of him, but I told my son. Hey, I'm gonna fix up the bumper. I'm gonna fix up the front and rear bumper. I'm gonna get you know the transmission fixed up and all that stuff. And I was like, I'll fix the interior and all that stuff and I'll give it to you. He's like, you don't have to do anything, any of that. He's like, I'll just drive it. If something breaks down, then we'll handle it as it breaks down. Nice. He didn't want me to even fix the damaged bumper, front rear, and it's damaged like it's got a fat lip. Yeah. Like you look at people, but again in traffic, this is word to the wise. <laughs> Every car lets me in always. Because I'm like, this motherfucker does not care. About oh, hell no, this motherfucker does not care. Does not care about this car. I will slow down. You know what's funny is because when I had the restoration company, right? And I was getting like, I do a three-week job and make over 80 grand yeah. in three weeks. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was doing four to six a week. We was getting dumb money, right? And everybody's like, oh, you know, don't go buy stupid shit. People constantly remind me. I never was like, I've never been that way. I never went and bought a gold chain. I saw another partner of mine. I helped him start his business. 
he went about a diamond chain. And then on Twitter it says, well, thank God to this rap shit. Uh, I would I would be broke if it wasn't for, I was like, you never even put an album out. <laughs> Shut up, go front it, right? Stop capping, right? And it, and I was like, it was like, how can you don't buy a, a personal car? I go, my girlfriend, my, my girlfriend, well, this is my fiance now. She has a personal car. Why do I need a personal car? The only thing I'm buying is work vehicles because those motherfuckers are going to make me money. And I bought those motherfuckers cash. And then I, I think I learned my lesson after the second engine blew. Right? I was like, I'm not buying another vehicle. We're going to get a new engine for this one. It already has a new transmission. Boom. Those motherfuckers are going to last me forever. Right? And, and it never made sense to me why people needed to show off. Why they needed... They needed a approval from their peers but see I wasn't I was never naive I I never had the approval by the people I was hanging with anyways you know what I'm saying well and, and see that this goes to kind of a, a line of most successful people will tell you that they kind of stuck out you yeah know? they were not run-of-the-mill I've always been uh, described as eccentric yeah. by people and um, to me in, in order to look at life and say, I can do anything I want to do with this life, sounds crazy. Yeah. Because everything else that we're taught growing up for all of our years is the opposite of that. Fall in line, do what other people do. And it's it's no discredit to my parents. Exactly. My dad was the youngest of 14. Uh, he was the son of a farmhand that was uh, basically, uh, they used to call him Patron. Because he was the boss up and down the California coast. Nice. And he managed three uh, three or four different fields. And I'm talking like hundreds of people working, right? And so uh, he would go and travel up and down the coast and he would just hire people. My grandfather was born in the early 1900s. And he spoke two languages. He spoke Japanese and he spoke Spanish. Now he spoke Japanese because he lived in Japan town. Nice. And he learned the language because he he got bigger pool that way. Yeah. And then because people needed work, and this is back again in the early 1900s, after the war and stuff, there was a lot of Japanese Japanese immigrants here. Yeah. And again, to me, people are just people. Yeah. Again, the label thing is just as divisive. You know, it's all for division. It is. Right. Even saying, oh, what race are you? What religion are you? Yeah. What oh, color are what you? What state are you from? What income, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What income bracket are you? <laughs> yeah. What state are you from? What part of California? Hi, North I'm John. Hi, I'm oh, John. From, I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm, you're from San Jose. What part of San Jose? Yeah, are you from the east side? Oh, you're from the south side? So everything, shit. everything is about division, yeah. right? So once you evolve and you get yourself past that, oh, the other part of that, the only way that you can do that, though, is by loving and focusing and investing inward. Mm -hmm. You have to, because people will tell you there will be more, if you're surrounded in, in a normal group of people, they'll tell you why you can't succeed. Oh yeah. And they'll give you every reason why you can't succeed because they didn't succeed. Oh yeah, that's and exactly. Again, and again, why? that's just a vicious cycle and it's no discredit to them, yeah. but we were raised by a certain group of people. And again, like, so back to my grandfather, he was the youngest of 14. He was very successful. Uh, he was born in Mexico. Yeah. My grandmother was born in LA. Uh, they met in LA and moved up this way. And then basically made connections all the way from LA to San Jose. And nice. he worked all the fields from here to there. He probably right? knew my grandpa then. Possibly. Possibly, because yeah, my, my grandpa was all through the valley from the Llano to Stockton. 
But they started from Stockton. That's where he met my grandma. Yeah. When he came from the Philippines. And he became a farmer. He ran all the farms from here to Delano. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad was told, you don't want to work in the fields all your life. Because my dad started working in the fields, I think, when he was five. Like during the summertime. Everybody had to chip in, yeah. right? And so... Um, my dad went, uh, my dad was the youngest of 14. His older siblings fought for him uh, to stay in school, to graduate high school. Nice. And then he went to a trade school. And that was a big thing for a minority family. And again, the minorities, anybody that's Mexican, let me just say that. I'll, I I'll went just, to a trade school. <laughs> that's what it was big. Anybody that's Mexican or that's brown or from uh, South America. Yeah. You're indigenous, yep. okay? You're indigenous to this side of the continent, this side of the world. <laughs> this land is all connected and all stretched. And again, before governments, there was no borders, there were no states, there were no boundaries, there were no lines. They came and brought all that shit because they wanted to tax it and they wanted to say that they could own it, all right? Mm -hmm. Now, doesn't mean that every indigenous tribe got along and there was peace everywhere. I mean, again, you're still fighting for preservation of self and you know, food and feeding your family. So all I'm saying is if you're brown, don't ever let anybody make you feel like an outsider. Now I'm brown, and the crazy thing is, people that are brown that speak Spanish consider me an outsider because I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I speak Wienerstitzel Spanish because I worked at Wienerstitzel when I was 18, and I learned how to say tomates and lechuga and mayonesa and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then I speak taqueria Spanish. Yeah. I go in from a night of being out. Fuego. Can, uh, cuatro carnes de tacos con todo. Uh, para llevar. And then don't ask me anything else. Pop. Because then that's it. Yeah. So, I got that shit. So again, up. but I don't look at anybody as being lesser than. Because the, of the everybody that or... comes to this country, just like all the people that technically own this country now, they only own it because people believe that they own it, mm -hmm. right? And most of them just happen to be Caucasian. Now, before everybody starts getting upset, the other side of me is uh, Spanish. So I do actually have European blood in my body as well. So saying that as my own oppressor, I'm <laughs> telling you, do not oppress yourself by listening to the system. Free your mind, free your heart by loving and learning and investing inward, and then there's nothing you can't accomplish. The biggest keys to success are consistency with conviction. Now, if you're not making progress and you're hitting your head against the wall and you're like, I'm gonna break this wall down and you're getting yourself into a bloody mess. What's the definition of insanity? Then we're looking at you're a slow learner and somebody needs your help and there's mentors out there. The internet has all the answers that you need, but you have to be willing to go out there and scrape your knee skin your hand and bust your lip in order to get to where you want to be in this life. And again, my first year in crypto was hard knocks and I just lost a bunch of money. Now I'm skipping around because I'm drinking and I'm on basically the <laughs> stomach. It's all good. But going back to- We have to take a quick break. Yep. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast.
Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Hath Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Electric acid.